0: Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I'm David accompanied by my friend Jordan. Now, Jordan, why was Princess Zelda sad after watching a bunch of YouTube videos?
1: I have no idea actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she couldn't find Link in the description. I don't know. Here's another good one. Why is Princess Zelda the most fashionable person in Hyrule?
1: Uh, she has all the money for the clothes. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because she's really chic. Oh. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Hee
1: hee hee. Oh no.
0: Anyway. <laughs> I thought those were pretty good. Um the the YouTube video one was was pretty clever. So thank you for humoring me, even if it if you got them wrong. You've gotten some <laughs> of them right, though, so that's exciting. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I I guess we'll just kind of jump right into our topic this week, or I guess we have two different topics, but our first one is in response to a rumor or something along the lines of a rumor. From earlier in this week, um, an industry analyst left a really cryptic tweet that Nintendo was planning on releasing a Zelda remake later this year. Ooh, Jordan, how many years have we been promised a Zelda remake at the Game Awards?
1: Um... Pretty much every single year since Breath of the Wild, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> it'll come true eventually, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think at this point, clocks—a uh, broken clock is more accurate, though.
0: Right. And to be fair, we had the broken clock rumor of Metroid Prime HD, and we did get that.
1: Yes, I. So I do think we eventually will get a Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Um, And like we had heard that Metroid Prime was in the works for forever and that they had uh, finished the game or were holding on to it for who knows when. um, And eventually it just came out, which I think they were. I think Nintendo's at the point where they just hold on to some of their smaller games um, just to fill out like release schedules, which is probably for the benefit of the smaller game releases anyway, because then they don't have to like compete with anything in that bubble. Um, Metroid prime was held off, uh, fire emblem echo or it was the echoes, the new one that came out this year. That one apparently was finished for a while. Yeah. Engage. Engage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which oddly enough, they were both released around the same time. So maybe (laughs) I, 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 could see them releasing a Zelda remake in like January, February slot. Yeah, especially since we don't
0: have too much lined up for that period right now, right? Yeah,
1: we usually get a a couple small games or small releases at that point in time, Um, like Mario 3D Land and or 3D World or Mario Bros. You, I guess it's the port month because we also got like Donkey Kong Country Freeze during that time frame. One Donkey Mm -hmm. Kong Country Tropical Freeze. So releasing something in that period. Would make sense, and then it it doesn't need much of like a marketing push. So announcing it at the Game Awards makes sense, especially since I expect Nintendo expects some major presence at the Game Awards this year. We haven't gotten the nominees yet, but it's 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 pretty much a done deal that uh, Tears of the Kingdom is (laughs) going to get nominated for Game of the Year, right?
0: Yeah, and it's also possible that uh, Wonder will be included as well. Maybe not as Game of the Year. It might be, though. Um, but I can see Wonder definitely being in there as well. So Nintendo has two big reasons to really, like, yeah. hype up their...
1: My, my my quick predictions on what the Go- Game of the Year nominees are going to be. I think Zelda's a lock. I think Baldur's Gate is a lock. And I think Final Fantasy are locks. I think those are your three locks. And yeah. then we're getting either Armored Core or Lives of P. I don't know if we'll get both of them just because Game Awards likes to kind of diversify their portfolio that they nominate mm-hmm. um i think that oh what was the rhythm game at the beginning of the year now now i'm drawing a blank on it from microsoft a
0: trombone champ
1: no <laughs> oh, no, no from no. microsoft the one from microsoft
0: uh, i don't remember
1: oh geez I, <laughs> i'm 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 gonna freak out that i forgot it but it it, it was it, it got a lot of praise um uh, I, was it I,
0: hi-fi rush yes hi-fi rush
1: I expect Hi-Fi Rush to be included. I think it's not a lock, but it's a very it has a very high chance. Um, and so that puts us at five, and usually we get about six. So the sixth one will be either Wonder or Spider-Man.
0: I could see Spider-Man being on there. Uh, Wonder, like, it's a 2D platforming game, and I don't... I mean, Hades was Game of the Year, and it's like an indie game. I, Wonder could be on the list. I'm not going to rule it out. But I would think that if they were going to limit it to one Nintendo game, they choose tiers.
1: over yeah. I don't wonder. think it would be because they're limiting it to one Nintendo game. I think it's more just wonder while it's good. I really like it as a Mario fan and it's going to be very commercially successful. People are just going to enjoy it. It doesn't like break the mold in any way.
0: Yeah, that's it doesn't true.
1: It really doesn't do anything like super special. It's a Mario game. It's a Mario game that has a lot of creative and fun ideas, but through and through, it's just it's just another Mario game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But all that aside, like it definitely seems like there's a lot of reason to believe Nintendo's going to make some sort of announcement at the Game Awards last year. They had no reason to because nothing was really nominated other than Nintendo's own category with the family games or whatever. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And of that list, I think Baldur's Gate is just going to do a clean sweep. Um, as much as I love Tears of the Kingdom, uh, yeah, <laughs> Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate kind of like took the the industry by surprise. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a D and D based game that is actually incredibly good and has incredible lore and gameplay mechanics. Yeah, I I could see it winning.
1: Yeah, I think the two favorites going in are going to be Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate, but I think Baldur's Gate is a tier above. Uh, Tears I of think Kingdom so, too, in the likeliness of getting the the win, uh, especially since like Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild already won once. Um, so they might just feel like, well, <laughs> Tears, te- does, does Breath of the Wild really need a second win? Um, <laughs> right. So Which, they might give like Tears of the Kingdom, like best directed game or something. Um,
0: yeah, they could do that. It's not going to win best soundtrack.
1: <laughs> no.
0: It has a good soundtrack, but it's all like the, the same as Breath of the Wild. Like, uh, again, we love Tears of the Kingdom to death, but it's like if this physics engine had premiered with a different Hyrule and like an elevated art style or something, I think that it would have a higher chance of like. Yeah, breaking if it the felt mold. like a
1: wholly new game, it right. feels like they kind of just took Breath of the Wild. Had a lot of like design ideas and then just released the the, the <laughs> a very, very polished uh, design doc <laughs> for a future possible game. I don't know. Yeah. Like I love Bre- Tears of the Kingdom. It's it's a lot of fun. They added a ton of stuff. Don't get me wrong. But it, it, it feels like a giant mod pack for Breath of the Wild.
0: Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And it adds a lot of interesting new content. I agree, but yeah, I don't know. It just still feels like Breath of the Wild. And I think it feels a lot like Breath of the Wild still, especially months after release, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, enough about, I guess, the Game Awards. Uh, What I kind of wanted to ask you, Jordan, is like, you know, the rumors are all saying, uh, at least the older rumors are like, yeah, we're going to get Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD on the Switch eventually. But I kind of wanted to ask and talk about this for a little bit, but what Zelda game do you think deserves a remake? If it's not just going to be a port of those two HD games, but Nintendo sits down and actually makes a whole remake, which game would you like to see remade?
1: So first of all, if they're revealing this at the Game Awards, I actually don't think it's going to be Twilight Princess or Wind Waker.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> because it's just a simple port <laughs> at that point. There won't right. be that much to show. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah, they were both Wii U games, and we've seen Nintendo move Wii U games onto the Switch almost effortlessly.
1: Yeah. So unless Nintendo just has absolutely nothing else to show, I guess they would show it <laughs> at the Game Awards. But <laughs> I mean, Nintendo's done that before. They When they reveal Tropical Freeze, as much as they love Tropical Freeze, that was not like a showcasey kind of game to take the yeah. Game Awards. <laughs> so you never know with Nintendo. They're a wild card. Sometimes they just do wild decisions that make no logical sense. Um, I think so in the oh man. So the thing is Grezzo hasn't done something since Miitopia in 2021. Yeah. Grezzo's last game is 2021. Uh, and the other studio that does a lot of Zelda remakes is Tantalus Media. And they haven't done anything since Skyward Sword in also 2021.
0: Right. So it's been a couple of years. Especially right. Especially for Grezzo. I think
1: I think the turnaround for Grezzo is going to be a lot faster than Tentless Media. Um, if if they are doing a 3D game. The thing is, all the 3D games have now gotten a remake. Yeah, they have. <laughs> like the Skyward Sword is already on the Switch. They could easily just port over Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. So if they were to do a 3D game, it would have to just be Ocarina of Time, right? And it would just be an HD port of ocarina it would just be it'd just be grezzo (laughs) porting at the switch right (laughs) in the same vein that we're getting luigi's mansion 2 probably even with the same engine
0: yeah i mean we have ocarina of time 3d and majora's mask 3d i don't know like considering we are getting the luigi's mansion 2 i guess yeah it is officially called luigi's mansion 2 right because it was luigi's mansion dark moon and then they just changed it to luigi's mansion 2 for this remake but considering we're getting that, yeah, it really feels like they're just going to give us an HD version of Ocarina of Time 3D. Maybe they make it a double pack and slap on Majora's Mask. Oh, as
1: there's well. no way. <laughs> it's <laughs> Nintendo. That's um, why I
0: said maybe, OK? Like in my hopes and no, dreams. No, they, they could
1: sell both at $60 a pop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy them both. Kidding me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is there a special anniversary coming up for Ocarina? So the thing is, they're going to do Ocarina before Majora's Mask, no matter what. Um, And that's the only 3D Zelda game that would make sense. And that would fit along the timeline of Grezzo, especially since Grezzo was the one that did the Ocarina of Time remake to begin Uh,
0: with. Jordan, Ocarina of Time's 25th birthday is November 21st.
1: Of this year? Yeah. So...
0: (laughs) Nintendo likes their 25ths.
1: They especially do especially with the
0: Zelda series, but
1: but you would expect them to have already started like celebrating that at this point then.
0: Yeah, but maybe on the anniversary <laughs> is when they'll announce it and it won't actually be at the Game Awards.
1: Yeah. And then they show it there. Maybe
0: it could be a shadow drop. We get a late November direct or something. I don't know. Nintendo <laughs> does what they want.
1: <laughs> uh, if oh. it was not a time, I would be happy. I wouldn't be, like, excited. It'd just be like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, like, it would be a good release. I would I would buy it. I'd play it. It would be my favorite way to play Ocarina of Time. Well, one of my favorite ways to play Ocarina of Time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your favorite's, like, the rando, right? <laughs> yeah, I love randos. <laughs> um, yeah. At this point, Ocarina of Time is just... I, I have the whole game memorized at this point, so it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just more fun to have things mixed around yeah but if i wanted to play vanilla especially master quest um it would be this port if they were to bring it over
0: oh yeah that because we didn't get master quest on ocarina of time 3d and that felt did like such a waste i didn't think we did
1: did we? we did on the 3ds yeah i was there i think you had to beat the game though to get it i know i played it <laughs> yeah it it's like... not a...
0: that's right i had totally forgotten about that yeah, it's not available from the start, and you have to complete the main quest first. Yeah. Oh, and they added the whole mirror. Now I remember. Yeah. I mean, it's been years since I played on Green of Time 3D because it was like Twilight Princess, where not only i like they mirrored it like Twilight Princess was mirrored on the Wii. So, yeah, they added in the harder dungeons and they um, mirrored the entire game. And they also doubled damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want this version of the game on the Switch, but in HD looking really nice. Like, uh, uh, metroid prime remastered
1: yeah like the game looks beautiful it's just that it's running on like 10 10 uh like 10 pixels (laughs) its resolution (laughs) is not very good
0: (laughs) yeah and considering they've already done all of the work of remodeling everything anyway because everything has been remodeled they yeah yeah
1: yeah. like the hd like images like like promotional images were great they were phenomenal but then like you're on a 3ds screen
0: <laughs> which the 3ds screen is what like 320 or is it 480? I think it was three, it's
1: 480 it's three see the 320 or four i don't remember it's not hd
0: yeah it was 800 by 240
1: <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> yeah. oh man so it's a bit blurry um
0: how did we play 3d games on a screen like that
1: <laughs> I played Monster Hunter on it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I think the most likely if we're getting a port, it's either Twilight Princess or Wind Waker. I don't think mm-hmm. they'll be in a double pack. I think they'll be released at the same time on the eShop exclusively, just like Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2. And then maybe we'll get <laughs> hard copies like a few months later. But I that's the kind of game that you reveal in a direct as a shadow drop
0: right exactly You don't do
1: that at the game awards so if it's at the game awards i think the most likely answer is a grezzo led hd remake of the 3d remake of ocarina of time um yeah if they want to get the most amount of people excited i think they go with a a remake of link to the past because link to the past has not been touched in forever um The one problem is it would probably be on the same engine as Link's Awakening, which would be a controversial thing for a lot of people because that was a really laggy engine for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, People were not happy with the performance of Link's Awakening, but that that's what makes sense to me. If we're getting a remake, I think it's a Grezzo game, and I think Grezzo is either just remaking their, their first project or they're uh, using their engine for... Uh, a link a link to the past, yeah, or they could do the Oracle games. It'd be that would that would be less likely though. Mainly. yeah,
0: because they made a big deal about bringing the Oracle games to NSO, yeah, like they got their own trailers and stuff. yeah. and i'm I'm looking at the history of like November, Nintendo directs. and we had an indie direct in November last year uh before that it was 2019 when we got the terry bogard smash bros (laughs) direct um and then we had another smash bros direct november of 2018 and i'm just trying to see when the last like general one the last general nintendo direct in november was in 2015 for the wii u and 3ds so yeah. it's not unprecedented for us to get an. I feel November like Nintendo's direct. in quiet mode right
1: now because they're getting ready for their next generation. They've pretty much, I think, they've shown us eighty-five percent of what's left of the Switch.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. We they might have. So I don't think they have
1: enough content to do a direct. Yeah, they'll have right. a surprise or two, but they'll be like shadow drop surprises. They won't be like <laughs> <laughs> huge projects.
0: We'll we'll get this uh, Ocarina of Time remake presentation at the game awards and it'll drop yeah. the next morning or and, later that night we, or something
1: and we might get Metro prime 4 as a switch exclusive maybe it'll be the switch 2 game yeah and that's about it like i'm not expecting much out of the switch anymore um
0: no we've we've entered hard pivot transition mode for the switch as much as uh um doug bowser has liked to say about it's going to be an easy transition between switch one and switch two like Nintendo themselves are in transition mode, I feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, they they can't mess this up, right? No. no. (laughs) They they messed up the Wii U transition. Transition periods for Nintendo are terrifying. (laughs) Exciting. But (laughs) they don't have the best track record. They either go really well or really poorly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) GameCube to Wii. Awesome. Incredibly well done. The Wiis were out of stock for years. And then uh, Wii to Wii U absolutely terrible (laughs) no one cared uh even ds to 3ds was really bad like so bad they had to drop the price yeah and then wii u to switch was amazing but there was no transition because the wii u just died like a whole year before (laughs) the switch came out
1: the pattern pretty much goes every other release is bad (laughs) um so (laughs) going by that metric switch two is i mean cyclical it it You shouldn't go off of, like, cyclical history for, like, judging if something's going to work out or not. But um, there's a good chance that they mess this up. Um, If it's going to be backwards compatible and kind of has, like, the main core identity of the Switch, I think it'll be fine. I don't expect Nintendo to. I think a big reason why previous releases have, like, fumbled is because they focus really hard on a new gimmick and that gimmick either they they live or die by the gimmick gimmick (laughs) is something that's really easy to sell or something that makes no sense um and the customers either show up or don't
0: right i mean thinking of gimmicks the gamecube no real gimmick right it was just the console had a handle on it (laughs) so you could carry it around i guess um the wii motion controls it was the first real motion control game everyone wanted to play wii sports Because it looked super fun. And the fact that you could just wiggle your arm and do it, anyone could do it. And their marketing was spot on. That whole Wii would like to play campaign was perfect. It got everyone hooked. Wii U, Uh, it's the Wii, but it has a tablet, I guess. But we're. (laughs)
1: They hid the console. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) just thought it was a tablet for the Wii.
0: exactly they're like uh i remember reading news articles that were like nintendo is adding a peripheral to the wii and it's called the wii u and it's a tablet and i was like no it's a new console guys
1: <laughs> there the, were the big reveal game for the wii u was the lego city
0: yeah <sighs> anyway,
1: it wasn't a anyway terrible game but yeah. cycling back to zelda
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um I think the thing that would get me the most excited for, like, strictly speaking, remakes or whatever, would be a remake of the original Zelda in 3D. So make it in the traditional 3D style of Ocarina of Time, but it's like the the first game.
0: With all of the non-linearity, you get to pick wherever the heck you want to go. Yeah. You have to find all the secrets, burn down bushes or whatever. That would be incredible. I would love that. People have said that like Breath of the Wild is supposed to be the spiritual successor to the very first Zelda game, right? Like there's a lot of non-linearity and it's very fun. Go and explore and do your things. But there are some marked differences between the two. Like uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't have a ton of the dungeons that are traditionally designed. It doesn't have any of the items. (laughs) And it just is a big open space and is super fun and really great. But having the original, even if it's not a gigantic overworld, but the original just being remade and reimagined in a 3D style, that would just be incredible. I'd love that.
1: Yeah, that would would be the one that would get me the most excited, aside from a Wand of Gamelon remake. Yeah. But that's not happening. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) But you know what would be absolutely terrifying about the first Legend of Zelda in 3D? Those stupid... Bunny enemies that jump around everywhere. I think they would be absolutely (laughs) horrifying in 3D. Yeah. Because they haven't, they haven't ever shown up in a 3D game. There are, there are a bunch of 2D enemies that have never been put in 3D. Yeah. They've been slowly bringing
1: them back with the Breath of the Wild games.
0: Yeah. We got Lionel's, uh,
1: the dragon. I forget his name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gleox. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gleox. Yeah.
0: I mean, keys have always made a return, Bokoblins, Moblins, those have been around for a long time and in 3D games for a while. it oh, would be so cool. Oh, I want that game so bad now, Jordan. Oh.
1: <laughs> just having f- like Pig Ganon in 3D would be great.
0: <laughs> it would be awesome. While they're at it, they should just remake the uh, Zelda 2. I think Zelda 2 has a really interesting story and design, but it turns a lot of people off because it is hard and it's a 2D side-scroller. <laughs> yeah i really like zelda 2 i think that its overworld theme is one of my favorites in all of video games it just always felt so majestic to me and it was kind of fun walking around the map and just hitting random encounters <laughs> the only zelda game to have random encounters and
1: it was awesome so i don't know i don't <laughs> i think the most likely answer is that we're getting twilight princess and Wind Waker, and we don't get it at the game awards um but maybe maybe we'll get Ocarina of Time or Link to the Past.
0: I think that'd be pretty cool. If they do a Link to the Past, though, I I mean, and you already brought this up. I hope it's using the engine of uh Link's Awakening, the remake that was made, but it's not in the clay style. Like it's a little bit different.
1: They would have to make it darker. Yeah. Cause yeah. Link to the Past is a darker game.
0: <laughs> oh, much darker. Like the dark world itself. And the dungeons are much, like, scarier, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I would I would love that still, though. The, what I think they should do, though, from an art style uh, perspective, is if they were to remake A Link to the Past, they should do it in the style of A Link Between Worlds, but in HD.
1: Yeah. I was going to say Octopath Traveler.
0: That, that too. I mean, I think Nintendo should embrace that style more. Uh,
1: Unfortunately, I think Square Enix has a patent on that style. Ah. <sighs> Dang it. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get to patent soon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be perfect because then we just get like the really pretty sprite designs because A Link to the Past has some of the most iconic sprite work in video gaming, I'd say. Um, well,
1: a big part about uh, A Link to the Past was one of the marketing pieces of the Super Nintendo was that it could generate these massive sprites. Um, And Mm -hmm. so you had some bosses that were like the size of the room or something. And Super Metroid like utilized this too. Um, Yeah. That was like one of their like few things that they try to hold over Sega is all we have bigger (laughs) sprite work. (laughs)
0: That sounds about right from a (laughs) marketing perspective. Yeah. But as I think that would be the perfect style for it. But considering what Nintendo has done before, I think they could put it in the link between worlds style. I think tone down the colors a little bit, but it would work really well.
1: Yeah. Keep the same like the same color palette as the original game. Right. Um, Give me pink <laughs> Link to the Pass would be way, way. It, 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 it can't work with it being as bright as Link's Awakening was.
0: No, definitely not. But there is a game that we didn't consider, and that is A Link Between Worlds. Since the Switch eShop is dead and you can't get it unless you get it used on that console. Maybe that's something that they are considering bringing, because it didn't use any touchscreen capability except for the uh, menu,
1: right? I think that would be an easy port, especially if they have just a a simple system to port 3DS games over, which at this point I imagine they do, considering we're getting so many 3DS (laughs) games brought over.
0: Yeah, Luigi's Mansion 2. I have to call it Luigi's Mansion 2 and not Dark Moon, but...
1: Um once yeah. again, that's just another game that I can't see being shot at the game awards. The only ones that I can think yeah. of think of that would get enough pizzazz to justify the game awards would be and Time or Link Between Worlds. I agree. Or a Link to the Past, I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I know. that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. I'm hopeful that it's either of those because I really just think that Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD could just be a shadow drop at the end of a direct in yeah. January or something.
1: Nintendo's sitting on enough uh, games that they could easily get a lot of buzz off of just by doing shadow drops. Metro Prime 2, uh, both of the Zelda games, like (laughs) they could take pretty much any game out of the GameCube catalog.
0: And do a Pikmin 1 or Pikmin 2 treatment to it. Just slap on some stuff. F-Zero, the GameCube one, is definitely a candidate. For the GameCube treatment that they're doing, they gave us f zero ninety nine and it's been somewhat popular, I'd say at least initially,
1: yeah, yeah, hopefully they're they're just testing the waters with that zero ninety nine so that we get. Another
0: <laughs> one. Hey, we got a decent number of downloads. maybe people actually want to play f zero. It's like we've wanted f zero forever, guys, like come on,
1: <laughs> so we were talking about patents a bit earlier, um, and there was one other like kind of not really a rumor. Because it's an official patent, but Nintendo filed the patent earlier this week for a new like handheld gaming device, and I don't understand what the like purpose of this patent is because there's like no new technology <laughs> 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 displayed it at all. But It's a it,
0: 3DS. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's a handheld device with a detachable clamshell second screen, um, where like you can have it like a DS where it folds in and out. And then uh, you can detach it if you want to go single screen or you can have it so that the other screen is I think you can like detach it and then like reposition it and then fold it to the front side so that this that now you have a, a one screen device, but it's still connected so that both of them are there. Um, mm-hmm. And A lot of people are saying, oh, maybe this is like what the the switch twos thing is. So it, the, the two in switch two means two screens and. Uh, I don't think Nintendo would show this <laughs> patent. If this is what they were actually doing. <laughs> maybe, maybe we got some patents that were like pretty similar to what the NX ended up being. But we also got patents where it was like an oval screen with a couple <laughs> thumbsticks on it
0: and buttons. And, that, and buttons. that was so weird. Do you remember the people that like made the fake uh, dev kit of that where they like? Yeah. <laughs> poorly photoshopped uh, <laughs> game onto the patent design <laughs> so funny um, it's
1: all so,
0: it's so fun to just go onto google and type nintendo nx patents because you get to see that ridiculous little oval device and so yeah. many of the weird things that everyone's like that's totally the next console And I remember on our old podcast, we would just sit there and look at some of these patents and be like, there's no way. Right, guys, like Nintendo wouldn't do that. They just want to lock down the patent in case they want to reuse that at some point.
1: So, I think this kind of gimmick would be bad. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Because the whole advantage of the Switch is that you're able to play it on the go and then play it quickly on the TV if you start making your games double screen focused like then it's just a handheld game system right you can't you can't play your double screen game on your tv at that point
0: yeah and some people are like oh but we could potentially get ds games on this and it's like maybe they're saving that as like a buy a new ds that can play ds and 3ds games but i don't see nintendo doing that
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that would like warrant the detachable screen part. So maybe the base system is just the bottom screen. It's just a switch. And then there's the option of attaching a second screen if you want to play 3DS ports. Yeah. Or DS ports. Although, like, honestly, how many of them are there out there that you can't just redesign for a single screen system? (laughs) I'm trying to think, like, how many wouldn't work like you even kid icarus which was a game that used the the second screen to to um control like your where you're shooting um yeah you, you can just literally do that just to a second sticks a second stick yeah exactly <laughs> it's not like <laughs> getting carpal tunnel was my favorite part of that game <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no i i I can't see Nintendo making the Switch 2 look like this. Not after the success that we've had with the Switch 1. And this is something that you and I have talked about a couple of times on the podcast, right? Like where this design of the Switch, where it's a single screen that can go on to, you know, full screen, big TVs or whatever, is really good for third party developers to be able to publish on the Switch and on other platforms. because. Every other platform is designed for the 16 by 9 output, right? Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense to me why Nintendo would back away from that when all of their recent gen games and even a lot of the Wii U games were just the 16 by 9 and HD. Boom, boom, boom.
1: Well, the reason why the gimmick for the Switch worked is because it was simple and functional and easy to communicate. Yeah. And this... I, they have to have an amazing marketing team, which we learned from the Wii U era. They don't have, um, <laughs> I don't know how you could sell this to as many people. Um, oh man. I'm just like thinking like how much of a re like how much it would drain on resources for processing power and how many games that have to like kind of be cut short <laughs> because of that. Yeah.
0: I just don't think that this is going to be some real device. Would, I think it it's Nintendo had this idea. the
1: cost of the production.
0: Yeah, cuz it what? It looks like it has is it just two screens or is it three?
1: I think it's two. I think the idea is that you can detach the second screen, flip it around and reattach it so that it's the one that like that's the one new technology piece that they have in this patent. Yeah. Which we haven't seen elsewhere in <laughs> The rest of the tech industry.
0: We promise this isn't a 3DS, but it kind of is. You, you can take off the screen and just slap it on again.
1: Yeah. And it just, it looks like it would be so easy to break. <laughs> like the idea of getting yeah. this to your eight year old nephew or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't see this happening.
1: Um, the I don't know how you have detachable Joy-Cons. I feel like even though I don't use Joy-Cons at all, um, it is the majority. The way the majority of people interact with their Switch, uh, Joy-Cons, were a very effective tool for the casual audience. And oh, so yeah. And so I don't see that going away. Even Well, though, and the
0: Joy-Cons, you know, they were so effective with the general audience because you slide them in and boom, you have your handheld device just ready to go. And then if you don't have a pro controller or other controllers, when you dock the Switch, you just pop them out and boom, you have your wireless controller. Like, Yeah it's perfect it works so well
1: and it's simple and to i understand.
0: agree exactly and market
1: and like yeah. communicate
0: you don't need to replace batteries like you did on the wii remotes uh and it makes the click sound that people like and associate with the switch because that's the sound it makes when the console boots up or in all of the trailers like it's perfect but yeah i really don't see them moving away from this type of design if it's going to be a hybrid console, which by all indication it looks like it's still going to be because that's a huge success point for Nintendo, it's going to have a very similar design to the Switch. Yeah.
1: And I th- I feel like we're entering a new era of Nintendo where they're less willing to take risks. Yeah. Um, so
0: I mean, I would say they're taking some creative risks with their games, but I don't think they're going to take risks with their hardware. Right.
1: Yeah. Or their marketing approach or their business like models. It's (laughs) the current like C-suite is very, very like (laughs) risk adverse.
0: (laughs) Very much so. And I'd say that's kind of a good thing because again, like I mentioned earlier, just having the ability for people to be able to play games the same way that PC gamers do or that Xbox gamers do is a win for the whole industry. Like it just it makes it much more accessible. Like imagine you have your switch and you've been playing this really fun party indie game. And then you go over to your friend's house and they have that same game, but on their Xbox, it's pretty easy for you to pick up an Xbox controller and press the same buttons to play with your friends. Like that inner console connectivity, even if the controllers are different shaped, like having those games on different consoles is good. I mean, yes, we can still get away with exclusives, especially like some of the big titles. But like especially for indie games and cheaper party games, it just works so well. And I just can't see Nintendo going back to the two screen opportunity when you just have a good experience with one screen.
1: Well, yeah, like it it would just be really hard to communicate like any value you gain out of this. And I imagine people would have a similar Wii U response where it's like, oh, so it's another screen for my Switch.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do I just... Stick that on top or what? Yeah, no, you, you need a whole new console for it. No,
1: they, they need to communicate hard that this is a new Switch. Um, I don't know. I I I think the easiest thing to do is just call it the Switch Two. <laughs> <Don't>, I agree. <laughs> don't say the new Switch or the the Switch U or the Switch Y or Switch Z.
0: <laughs> or give it a whole new name if they have yeah, to. Like
1: yeah, even I, even the Super Switch probably wouldn't work. I, I, yeah, you just you, you got to make it a sequel. This is Nintendo just uh, kind of patent farming. Um, every company kind of does this because <laughs> if a different company gets the patent then you can and you have an idea that's adjacent to it in the future, you just can't do anything with it. Um, and since there's no repercussion for just hoarding patents, just make all the patents you can and prevent progress from other companies doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate our patent system so much. I know. Um, it's awful. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, Nintendo added another patent where, in breath, where they showed images of Tears of the Kingdom, where you have different methods of combat with bows that never showed up in the game.
0: Yeah, but then they locked out other developers yeah, from doing, and the now same all
1: thing. these other developers can never do something like that. Um, the most notorious example of patent farming is when Crazy Taxi um, patented the idea of putting an arrow under the main character. To point in the direction you're supposed to go. And so now no game can have an arrow pointing like the direction where you're supposed to go directly like around the character. And it's just so dumb. Um, (laughs) And then like we already talked about Square Enix putting a patent on the HD sprites or whatever of Octopath. And now we'll never have another studio kind of taking that that art form for their own projects. It's an
0: art form. It's an art form and art shouldn't be patented. Yeah. Like whatever.
1: So Um, I disagree with it. I understand why Nintendo's doing it. It's not Nintendo's fault. It's our stupid system.
0: Yeah, it promotes people filing patents so that they can use the technology whenever they want and no one else can. Now, just for fun, I did look up some synonyms for the word Switch, Jordan, (laughs) for looking for new games. And here are a few that Google has pulled up for me. Uh, It could be the Nintendo Change or the Nintendo (laughs) Move or the Nintendo Shift. (laughs) <laughs> the Nintendo transition, <laughs> the Nintendo transformation.
1: <laughs> the Nintendo the, I like this one.
0: <laughs> the Nintendo turnaround, <laughs> or the Nintendo U-turn.
1: <laughs> oh no!
0: Uh, I think I don't know what they're going to name it. I just agree with you. Switch simple. to just works. keep it
1: simple, Nintendo. Please, um, it's ign- like ignore any focus group telling you that having the lowest number on the the shelf is bad. <laughs> That's why Microsoft doesn't do like the Xbox Five or four or anything like that, because they're a number behind PlayStation. Yeah,
0: Xbox Series X. It's <laughs> yeah. like the Nintendo Switch Series Y. I don't know.
1: <laughs> because some focus group has found that like customers have a negative reaction to buying anything with a lower number on it, which is dumb.
0: Maybe they've got something there, but I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> whatever i'm really excited for the next console we've talked about it like every other episode for the last like three years right since we started the podcast i think we're almost there
1: we're almost there i can't wait till the switch two comes out so we can start talking about the switch three
0: um. yeah <laughs> and I, I had an interesting idea jordan um well actually this this comes from my girlfriend as well we basically chronicled the entire lead-up to the nintendo switch on our old podcast I almost wonder if it would be worth it to isolate portions about Switch or the NX rumors from that podcast and like turn it into like almost a mega cut episode so that we could have fun listening to what we thought the Switch was going to be like <laughs> and maybe that influences
1: our uh, that would be interesting thoughts for the Switch too. I will say I was a lot more abrasive during that podcast. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: someone didn't agree with your opinion on the podcast Ah, oh, they were <laughs> you're gonna burn them or
1: something <laughs> <laughs> i've gotten a lot more apathetic since then <laughs> like
0: to be fair that was what six years ago yeah. seven
1: years ago i guess <laughs> yeah now i'm just like We've grown up a tired old man who's just like yeah nintendo's gonna suck whatever what are you gonna do about
0: it <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: but i think that might
0: be fun uh to throw up is just hey here's a historical mega cut of all of our nx rumors before the switch came out i think it might be cool but because i feel like we could then do the same thing with our podcast here about the rumors for the switch to whatever it ends up being and look back fondly and be like oh we were so naive <laughs>
1: <laughs> i will so, say like the rumor cycle is a lot more quiet this time than what that oh, always
0: And I think it's specifically because the Wii U was completely dead and Nintendo fans needed something to hold on to with with the Switch. Or maybe Nintendo's better at keeping tight lips or maybe we're much better at sussing out the dumb rumors. I don't know.
1: I think it's the tight lips thing. Um, With the Switch, they were starting a new partnership with AMD. Or not AMD, NVIDIA. Yeah. Um. And starting any new like partnership with any outside company is just going to lead to more leaks naturally. Um, yeah. So I imagine like Nvidia and Nintendo have both kind of hammered down a lot. Of- well, the long-
0: considering the exploits on the version one of the Switch, yeah, I imagine Nintendo's had some words. And there's been a <laughs> lot
1: of like new like technological advances to catch leakers um, mm-hmm. and punish them for it like special watermarks and stuff <laughs> in documents yeah. that aren't visible
0: <laughs> or even like special wording where they get yeah. different copies of the documents out. And so if they ever release the full or copy, even just or like something. signatures of
1: the file and stuff like there, there's so yeah. many like notorious ways they can, that they can catch you now that it never made sense why some people would even go to the lengths of getting the attention to do leaks, but now it like really doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. You will lose your job. They will find you <laughs> hopeful that we get a Zelda remake announcement in the next little bit. I think it'd be really cool. And I really hope the switch 2 doesn't look like this patent. <laughs> that those are kind of my big takeaways for, for this episode.
1: Yeah, I just not only would it make it like harder to sell, but it would also just jack up the price. I, yeah. I just don't see Nintendo. I don't think it's in Nintendo's best interest to be in the same price tier as the Steam Deck. Right. As much as like Nintendo fans want to say that like the Steam Deck's not a real competitor, yeah, for it now, is. but if like Nintendo <laughs> were to become like one for one comparable <laughs> and the Steam Deck eventually gets onto like actual store shelves instead of just being an online purchase, um I don't know, like the Steam Deck could potentially eat some of the market share of the Switch. It wouldn't ever beat the Switch in hardware sales, I don't think. Right. But it could eat a significant portion, like 10%, 15%. Right. And think about
0: how many games on the Steam store work on the Steam Deck versus Nintendo Switch having its uh, third parties with like especially indie developers and then just Nintendo's um, uh, own exclusives. Like people will start weighing the difference between the two like, oh, well, I have access to everything on Steam versus "Eh, I'll only play like one or two Nintendo exclusives. Yeah, you know, like that that will be something that people will do if they are priced in the same tier.
1: I think Nintendo has more right to be concerned about the Steam Deck and the ROG Ally and all those kind of devices than they do of Xbox or PlayStation at this point.
0: Yeah. They're not going to compete against Microsoft and Xbox except for maybe software sales for their exclusives. But they do need to be worried about these New handheld gaming devices that can pretty much play any PC game. Yeah. Well, we're inching closer and closer to the Switch 2 reveal. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually get a November direct and it'll (laughs) surprise us with a trailer or something. I don't think they'll show
1: anything. Like The big reason why Nintendo is tight-lipped during November is because that's right in the middle of the holiday season purchase season. (laughs) Right. You don't want to disrupt (laughs) customer behavior at that point. Right.
0: The only reason they gave us the trailer in September for the Switch was because the Wii U was dead and they needed to show something.
1: They had a new Pokemon game. It was like Ultra Moon, I think, and that was it. That was that was yeah. their entire follow up. Yeah, it was it was a different no, time back then. This time we got WarioWare. This- and it's all <laughs> on WarioWare.
0: <laughs> WarioWare is gonna be game of the year. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Comes out tomorrow. <laughs> So excited. Is it tomorrow? It is technically tonight. It's coming out in a couple hours if you download it. Wow.
0: I pre ordered that at
1: GameStop. I should go pick that up tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> when is um Super Mario RPG?
1: Oh, I don't know. December?
0: Yeah, November 17th. So, like, I get two weeks to play Wario before I. Play uh, <laughs> Mario RPG. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, that so was <laughs> like, a good month for David.
1: <laughs> yeah, Nintendo still has like a, a pretty solid holiday lineup. It's not like Pokemon, Zelda levels. I mean, I, I get. Let me rephrase that. We got Mario Wonder. They're going to do fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to just fine with <laughs> Mario Wonder.
0: They're releasing the final wave of the Mario Kart DLC, which that'll get a decent number of people hyped up. Especially if they buy like the Nintendo Switch Online as part of their gift to their kids. If they're getting a Switch for Christmas or whatever. And yeah, Mario RPG, uh, WarioWare and Mario Wonder. It's it's a good Christmas for Nintendo. Let's be real.
1: Probably one of the better transition holiday seasons for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I guess that means we have to talk about WarioWare next week, right? Yep.
1: (laughs) Yep. I'm I'm playing it. (laughs) I'll
0: I'll pick it up tomorrow and I'll play it. So. All righty. Well, is there anything else that we need to bring up here, Jordan? I think I'm good. I think I'm good, too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nintendo Fusion podcast. We sure appreciate you. We had a really fun time talking about some Zelda and Switch Two rumors, patents, uh, whatever. I don't feel comfortable calling them rumors per se, but They're anyway, patents, uh, yeah. yeah, patents. Feel free to join our Discord by going to slash discord and please be sure to share the show with your friends and leave us a like, a review, a comment on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It'll really help the show. With all that said, though, thank you so much for listening to the Nintendo Fusion podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye. See
1: ya.